Today is January 10th, 2022. Happy Monday. You're listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. I'm Jamer Brazil, your host. Before intros, sponsors, and content, I'd like you to join me in honoring Naomi Henderson by reading her obituary published by the Washington Post on January 7th, 2022. Naomi R. Henderson, CEO of Reva Market Research and co-founder of Reva Training Institute. Naomi R. Henderson, 77, passed away on December 21st, 2021 from complications related to COVID. She was vaccinated. Naomi was born in Alexandria, Louisiana on January 7th, 1944, the second of four daughters to Joseph and Anna Hairston. As the daughter of an army officer, she grew accustomed to traveling and starting fresh in new places. She traveled across the U.S. six times by car and across the Pacific Ocean twice to live in Asia. Naturally creative, Naomi wrote and performed plays in elementary school for her neighborhood families on her front porch. By using bed sheets as curtains, she ensured that her entrance would be dramatic. She attended Roosevelt High School in Washington, D.C., and received her undergraduate degrees in psychology and education from D.C. Teachers College and a master's in education from American University. She was a guest lecturer at George Washington University, Georgetown University, University of Georgia, and Hood College. She was excited to continue her education, and before becoming ill, she recently announced that she would be pursuing her doctorate in 2022. She served as a master trainer teaching researchers the art and science of rigorous qualitative research techniques, writing curriculum for public and custom courses, and fulfilling her dream of leaving the industry a better place than when she entered. Naomi led more than 6,000 focus groups and interviewed more than 60,000 respondents in groups or individually. Receiving national recognition as a master moderator, she has been featured by Forbes Magazine and The New York Times with TV appearances including CBS Evening News, PBS Health Week, and NBC Dateline, along with several podcasts, including this one. She married the love of her life, Luke Henderson, in 1964, and they shared the joy of life, travel, and art. Luke and Naomi taught themselves to ice skate, later mastering pairs ice dancing just for the fun of it. They frequented the Cabin John Ice Ring in the 1970s. Naomi was an original, a one-of-a-kind, bright light in the world. She could make anyone feel like they were the most important person in the room. Loving, generous, and thoughtful, she made an exceptional contribution to any activity or group that she was a part of. Her warmth drew people to her. And, though she didn't have children, she was a surrogate mother figure to many, as well as a loving aunt, sister, daughter, colleague, and mentor. Her absence will leave a great void in many lives. Naomi was preceded in death by her beloved husband, Luke Henderson, her father, Joseph, and her sister, Nancy. The arts were an essential part of Naomi's life. She enjoyed performances at the Kennedy Center and other local venues, and was excited that exhibitions and performances were opening up again in all genres. With this in mind, in lieu of flowers, please consider donating to the University of Arts, Philadelphia. You can find the link in the show notes. In the interest of health and safety for all, a virtual memorial is planned for January 28, 2022, at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, you can find that information in the show notes. I hope you'll join me there. 
Naomi, you are a friend to us all, and we will miss you. Support for the Happy Market Research podcast and the following message comes from Michigan State's Marketing Research Program and HubUX. I've done hundreds of interviews with today's top minds in market research. Many of them trace their role to Michigan State's Marketing Research Program. Are you looking for higher pay to expand your professional network and to achieve your full potential in the world of marketing research? Today, the program has tracks for both full-time students and working professionals. They also provide career support, assisting students to win today's most sought-after jobs. In fact, over 80% of Michigan State's marketing research students have accepted jobs six months prior to graduating. The program has three formats. The first is a full-time, 100% online program that is taught over 12 months. It starts in January 2022. The second is a part-time 100% online program. It lasts 20 months and it starts in May 2022. It's specifically designed for working professionals. And of course, they offer a full-time 12-month in-person experience that starts in September 2022. All programs include real-world experience with full-time job placement support. If you are looking to achieve your full potential, check out MSMU's program at broad.msu.edu slash marketing. That's B-R-O-A-D slash marketing. It costs nothing to get more details. Take the time. Invest in yourself. You're worth it. Class sizes are limited, so please check them out today. HubUX is a research operations platform for private panel management, qualitative automation, including video audition questions, and surveys. For a limited time, user seats are free. If you'd like to learn more or create your own account, visit hubux.com. This is the 502nd episode of the Happy Market Research Podcast. As Bob Dylan so eloquently said, the times are a-changing. And so is this podcast. For 2022, we are releasing new episodes every Monday with four segments. News, consumer trends, research how-tos, and long-form interviews. So let's get started. Brands that invest in consumer insights outperform the broader market by 3x, according to Watermark Consulting. One of the themes we are seeing in the consumer insights industry is tech-enabled research. Why? Because it automates the operations of research. By reduction, we can do more research with less resources, allowing more time for decision makers to build empathy with their customers. More and more, brands are looking to their agency partners to incorporate ResTech that offers continuous improvement of better, faster, cheaper consumer insights. So what does a research technology-powered arrangement or agreement look like? In other words, what are the terms of trade? There's literally limitless possibilities. But here's an example of one that we're working on right now. The client is a major healthcare insurance company. Through the shelter-in-place mandate, their agents have encountered many challenges. And there are new challenges that are popping up regularly. These challenges impact both buyers and sellers. So for example, what do customers care about when considering a carrier? How are up and coming disruptive carriers and insurance marketplaces changing the purchase process? In other words, what are the current changes to the purchase journey? Within each stage of that purchase journey, what are the factors and how important are those factors to move the consumer through the purchase funnel? What other carriers are in the consideration set? 
what words should agents use when talking to prospective buyers, and what marketing creative will have the biggest impact. You get the point. And there are new questions about consumers popping up all the time for brands. It used to be the case that brands would treat each business question as a unique project, but ResTech plus an agency partner offers time and money saving alternatives. Now brands can create a private community of both agents and customers. There is monthly research that is done against the population that mirrors a lightweight tracker. This keeps the customer close and helps build empathy in the organization. Additionally, the community is used for quick turn surveys and qualitative research. This hybrid offering creates a new type of financial agreement that closely mirrors the brand trackers of old. These brand trackers offered stable income over time and served as a way for brands to identify issues and conduct research accordingly. Through technology, the brand can get answers to their business questions within hours from their valued partner, regardless of if it's a qualitative or a quantitative study. We are seeing this shift across the industry. As customer insight agencies recognize the importance of owning their own research stack, more and more mergers will continue to take place. One company that is capitalizing on this is Onclusive. Last week, Kantar Reputation Intelligence merged with PR Glow and Onclusive. Now you're probably asking, why is this important? The merger seeks to unify technology and consulting at a global scale to help companies optimize media spend. In short, brands are struggling to keep pace with their customers. We are in uncharted territory at a global level. Winning brands will love their customers in order to be loved by their customers. And the only way that brands can build a relationship at scale is through research automation coupled with agency expertise. This is a space we'll be watching over 2022. In our MRX Google group, Mike Luce, president and co-founder of High Yield Insights posted, and I quote, I was just filling out a short survey about my doctor's appointment this morning. Very standard stuff. A few ranking questions, one to 10, followed by open ends and such. Here's why I'm posting to the group. The survey progress bar was at 60% when I got the question, do you have time, dot, dot, dot. I was pretty surprised. I'm not sure if I've ever seen that or something similar before. I would love to hear your thoughts on three things. One, do you use anything like this in your survey design? Two, is it a good idea, bad idea, or it just depends? And three, what are the implications for the survey results? Many of the community offered their point of view. Susan Fader, a qualitative research guru, said, I think the completion bar is a good idea if you move quickly through questions and can rapidly progress and see the completion. If I have answered three questions and the completion bar has only moved 5%, then I would probably stop taking the survey. Mike Seltzer, Laura Bright, and many others weighed in on their usage of the progress bar in surveys. The consensus was that progress bars are a best practice for surveys. However, they can mislead participants because they usually measure question counts versus time. For example, a single choice question like age is a lot shorter to answer than an attribute rating question like please rate each of the below statements on a scale of 1 to 10. Additionally, progress bars simply take up too much screen real estate and are not practical to the 60 to 80% of participants who are taking your survey on a mobile device. 
Bob Walker, CEO of Surveys and Forecasts, said, I've switched to a numbers of questions approach. For example, at the start of my survey, I'll say something like, our survey contains a maximum of 20 questions, but you could see less based on your responses. At a normal pace, the survey should take no more than 15 minutes to complete. He goes on to say, at several points in our surveys, we add comments like, you've completed eight of 15 questions. More than halfway there, exclamation point, smiley face, <laughs> or similar. These comments help us reassure respondents that they are not wasting their time. And I find this approach, with a little humor, is more relatable and encouraging than a sterile progress bar. So for me, Bob is 100% right. When building your surveys, remember a human is on the other side of the screen. Keep things simple, accurate, and fun. You'll be surprised how it'll impact your survey completes. Now, keep in mind that this is my point of view from programming and conducting over 3,000 surveys personally across half a billion people in 20 years. Don't use a progress bar on mobile device. Use words. Be honest. After all, each survey is a micro social contract and make it a little bit of fun. We have finished the first week of January 2022, and it is time to start breaking those New Year's resolutions. At HubUX, we talked to 100 people about their New Year's resolutions. The findings may surprise you. The objective of the research is to help us create better social posts by hearing directly from people of various generations on what their commitments are going into 2022. Why are we doing these posts? To further build out our community of research participants for real-time qualitative and quantitative recruiting. You can do the exact same thing. This research asserts that people's resolutions align with their aspirations and higher selves. In other words, by connecting with their aspirations, you'll improve your ad performance and maybe even build a bridge to your consumer's heart. We had a couple of key takeaways. 2021 was a tough year. Only 11% of people described 2021 as a great year, with 22 stating it was a terrible year. If you'd like to get access to the data, I'm happy to share it. DM me on LinkedIn. But this coin has another side. 2022 will be a great year. While 2021 was rough, people's outlook on 2022 is positive. Over 80% of participants established goals for this year. In our survey, we used a video survey question and asked participants to tell us about their New Year's resolutions. With 100 responses, we were very pleased with the pool of choices. The top three New Year's resolutions, diet, exercise, which we kind of categorize as health, become a better person, so things like being present with the people around you and living in the moment, and then wealth, increase savings. We then used the TikTok ad to stitch together a few of their excerpts, and here's the outcome. You were asking about my resolutions. My New Year's resolution is to... So, New Year's resolutions. Uh, my New Year's resolution is to... Right here, I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time on the Peloton, get in better shape. Um, I've already changed some of the eating behaviors. And uh, yeah, just looking for a happier, healthier version of myself, trying to feel a little more um, in the moment with everybody. Focus more on my health. I have been neglecting some issues that I am having with my health, especially as I've gotten older. I need to eat healthier, and I definitely need to be more active, get more exercise, and um, 
take up something like um, yoga, weight training, or something like that. I'm looking forward to totally transforming myself in 2022. First and foremost, trying to be more healthy. I don't need to lose a lot of weight, but I just want to eat better. Second, I want to save as much money as I can for my future and my family's future. And third, I just want to be a better person. Um, 2021 had a lot of drama for me, and I want to put that in the past and start over fresh and have a new year and a better year. Try to incorporate more of the plant-based products into my diet and also to exercise more and also to participate in yoga more often than I did last year. If you'd like to see the ad, check out the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. I'm Jamin Brazil. Happy researching.